Right, we're on anyway. All let's, right. do a, let's do. Are a you soft, rowing? Yeah, let's do a soft entry. I'll, I like to call it a soft entry. That's, yeah. that's what she said. A soft entry and <laughs> yeah. a, a fist. If away it's from soft, the mic. it's hard to enter. <laughs> Indeed, James. You. Oh no, I was going to talk. You went to a fisting place once, right? Well, I didn't go to a fisting place. I was invited um, to a bar <laughs> called the Magic on a Round Table or something like that in Patera on Walking Street. Mm. And legend has it that the customers there. Um, um, uh, are into this particular brand of deviance, for right. which, for, of which you, you you now speak. Yeah, and uh, it is deviance. It's, a, it's called fisting. Fisting, yeah. F I. You mean like the like the porn category? Yes. Right. Okay. So apparently, there's this place. It's the end of the road for um, sex tourists. Uh, they they go. To is that the name of the club? The in, end in of the road ways for sex than tourists. I, I, yeah, I think. It's like a go-go bar, and the, the women are dancing up on the stage. So wait, hold on. And the guys put, uh, You're in Patia, yep. and this is the end of the road in Patia. The end of the end of the street, end of walking street. Oh, okay. But it's kind of in the middle. That's a dark place to go, bro. I mean, I mean only, Patia is already bad enough. There's only put on pet after that, isn't there? Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, there's, a, there's this place in Burma, man. I, I just, I just uh, found out it's on the Chinese border. And the, the town thrives from two industries. Mangla. Mangla. I've been there. You've Unfortunately, been there? we can talk about it. I'll <laughs> tell you about it later. I'm not, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm banned from Mangla now, but. How can what? anyone be We'll banned talk about from... that later. Go ahead, finish your story first. Okay, so it thrives on two industries. One industry is um, the um, trading of exotic animals and animal parts. Right. So they have these live. Tiger dicks. Tiger dicks and like live animals, a lot of them are live, mm. um, and they're being traded openly in the marketplace there. And then when the when the sun goes down, the exotic animals um, leave the marketplace and are replaced by like teenage prostitutes. What? It is the most decadent place in the world, and the Chinese love it. Yeah, the Chinese yeah, go there, uh... they they trade in their animal parts, mm. they get their kicks with the uh, the young Burmese prostitutes. It's there. a surreal, uh, it, it's a surreal nightmare. I'll, yeah. just go, yeah. I'll just go. I'll just say. What brought you there? I was. It was the year of the tiger. Uh, I was doing a documentary uh, uh, about uh, the trade of uh, the illegal trade of exotic yeah. animals, especially tigers. And so we we went there to basically do some. It was like investigative journalism, shooting a documentary. It's called uh, "Closing a Deadly Gateway." Uh, you could you could watch it. Um, cool. It was a very rewarding project, but we had to go to Mangla. We had to go there twice, and uh, I'll tell you what. I mean, it's like the most the most icely cantina. Imagine that, because it's a border town, you know. But uh, it was uh, the darkest, most surreal place I've ever spent any time in, and it was, uh, yeah, it was horrible. I've heard it's totally noir. We we got Richie Moore in the in the studio. Yeah, by the way, if you can hear that filmmaker. beautiful American voice. Go, go on, James. <laughs> you, you can do the intro because you you know all about. So him. Richie's been in Thailand for almost like twenty years. Yeah, about correct. The same length of time as me, um, and he's kind of the main man to go to for Hollywood productions in the region. He's the kind of camera, the cameraman now, um, and has been for some time. And he released his de um, his debut, his directorial debut, directorial. Debut, I should say, not dictatorial. <laughs> Either way, directorial debut. Um, who's watching Oliver in 2017? I think. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, is it 16 or 17? No, hold on. Let me think about that because we it's just been a year. I mean, it, it was released 2018. Ah, so you were making it in 2007. Oh, you Correct. just finished making it. Correct. We shot it, yeah. And then it was released 2018, and it's about a boy who's, um, I would say he's probably on the autistic spectrum and suffering from um, abuse from his mum, um, who's across the other side of the world, and they keep in contact with a, um, like a Skype video link-up, and it's a, like a modern-day psycho. Mm. Um, he, uh, his mum um, encourages him to go out and uh, prey on... Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, female victims in the city, and uh, bring, bring them back to the apartment. And she's like a voyeur as he uh, mm. as he uh, has his way with them over uh, Skype. It's, it's yeah, it was beautifully oh, made man. film. Sounds great. Beautifully made film. Um, really, really uh, disturbing you, in parts. It um, was incredibly disturbing. But equally beautifully made. Yeah, I mean, I, whew, I don't know where to begin on that. I, I, to be honest, we wanted to do something just fearless and fucked up and to not really pull any punches and also um we were going it was going to be self-funded originally because uh any kind of funding comes with uh some you're going to lose some creative control if you have you know if if you're not paying for it yourself so i I said fuck it we're gonna we're we're gonna this will be self-funded we can do whatever the fuck we want uh long story short uh my producer uh he, you know, in his network of, of investors, investors said, hey, you know, what, what have you been doing? He said, I'm writing this really crazy film with Richie Moore. It's really exciting. It's super fucked up. It's finally I get to do some seriously fucked up shit and uh, and we've got the balls to do it. We're not going to back off. And this investor said, can I please give you money to can I can I get in on this? And he said, well, I'll have to ask Richie. But Richie said, no, we don't we don't want. We don't want funding because funding is going to fuck us up. And he said, well, um, if I promise I won't change anything, you know, can I please give you money? I do. So, uh, so I, if I would have known that that was the, the trick to getting funding was to say, fuck you, I don't want your money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because so, there must be investors out there with a lot of money who, who just want a piece of something real and cool and correct. cutting edge. And, and Yeah, but to, to, to be able to connect... <laughs> that's the trick is to yeah, f- yeah, for those investors to yeah. meet the artists that that are you know, looking for that kind of investment and the, the kind of you know i don't know uh, um, yeah it's complicated bro but <laughs> but at the end of the day i said i said okay uh he's not going to change anything we can do whatever we want and ray says yes i said okay we'll take his money uh and we did and uh the and uh, the uh, the film's so disturbing that I was really, uh, I mean, it, it was hard. while I was writing it, I knew uh, the kind of things that you really you'd be afraid to show your family and your friends and uh, yeah that you've had these your, kind of thoughts that your you've, children that, that you've yeah. imagined that kind of stuff correct yeah, yeah. and and yeah. uh, you know writing it is one thing because you know when you're writing you're, you're just making shit up and you know but now for me you know every almost i would say every every moment every minute every page of that film is directly tied to a a, a personal metaphor of my li- in my life so um uh so it was very cathartic uh and uh and but this is the thing you're writing something like that's just so incredibly disturbing is one thing and i'm but then when you realize you, you have to do this like mm-hmm. you have to execute this now um you know on on a film set with a camera and with actors that was another challenge 
incredibly challenging. But I, I, I mean, there's an incredibly valuable lesson in there. It's like, dude, be careful what you write because you have to do it. Yeah. But you, know? you, you were blessed in a way with um, a really uh, capable and good cast. I mean, uh, 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 Russell, the young lad there, did yeah, really Russell well, didn't great. he? It's like method acting in a way. He totally got into his well, he and interpretation I were, of the character, right? He and I were, were uh, fantastic friends, like, you know, best mates uh, for years before we, we finally made this film. So he and I had been, you know, we, we, we were very close friends. Uh, we're like brothers. So um, when we started, when we, when we kind of settled on this story and this idea, uh, he and I did like mad research we watched mm. at least 200 documentaries about serial killers i mean i'm not kidding you like 200 hours mm. uh because he was living with me as well um and then so when it when we started writing it you know we had this background um that was uh uh and we, we you know we, we we had given his character the psychological profile that i you know i basically if i'm if i if I'm gonna make if I'm gonna make a film or tell a story, I would like uh, you know it's grand, it's fiction, but I want it to be rooted in something that is uh, uh, that's 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 plausible, possible, realistic, mm. really. So we had a psychological profile and a history of abuse and neglect, and then he was being medicated with medicine that wasn't necessarily the right medicine that you should be taking. So uh, he was able to be manipulated, etc. So and we, he and I did shitloads of homework on it. We spent. Uh, and also, there's there's the, there's the the idea that you know if someone is a bit psychotic, or, or, or very psychotic in this part of the world, um, because we don't, as foreigners and expats, actually fit in the society in any real solid shape. You know, uh, we're kind of you know no one really pays too much attention um, what to what we're up to. You yeah, know, you're kind of off the radar because there's a lot of off the radar, and yeah. someone like Oliver could get away with that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because so, there's, that, there's that serial killer trifecta of stuff, isn't there? I think one of them's like mutilating animals, isn't there? There's the a psychopath uh, yeah. path. Isn't yeah, there? well, the truth. Yeah, like you're, no, you're right. There's yeah, there, there there's yeah. a. But I would say yeah, there's a way that you could you could potentially profile for a serial killer. Yeah. So with a certain history of a behavior, um, and you know, an absent father, or an overbearing mother, uh, yeah. mm. uh, then then you know, I mean, even the, I mean, the FBI is written books on this and they teach courses on this mm. quantico etc um these are all the the red flags for it the you've seen mind hunter oh yes that's i have oh that's a great one yeah yeah i watched it twice uh and i can't yeah. wait for this ed kemper the guy that played ed kemper yeah genius and he actually looked like him too oh yeah. well he's basically become ed camp ed kemper now yeah. for me and now yeah. I, you know when you see him in any other projects i'm like i'm like it's ed kemper yeah, he was in Umbrella Academy, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in Umbrella yeah. Academy. And, yeah. and uh, my, my, my wife and I were watching together, and I said, that's Ed Kemper from Mindhunter. Yeah. And she said, no, it's not, because he's, <laughs> he's such a goddamn good actor yeah, that she couldn't guy. believe that he's anybody else. But he's he's going to be huge. Yeah, yeah he's, well, he's literally physically massive. Yeah, yeah. He's got a really kind of weird sort of way that he talks with the kind of, it's almost like, I don't know. Anyway, well, I think he does the same kind of homework where he he will give himself he'll like give himself a kind of a, more of a, a diagnostic breakdown yeah. of you know what you know what is uh, you know, kind of like let's say the recipe of who I am. So so I I think he, I think he does mad homework, yeah. which is that I mean ideally that's what every actor would do when they show up on the set um, with their own imagination. Then you can have a discussion with the with the director, the producers, maybe the writer if they're involved, but. But it's great when an actor shows up 
that has they've already built this backstory and they're wearing the skin you know uh, that's as good as it gets so, and, so and you, Russell did that you know I mean yeah, Russell did all, he put a so, lot so of this work Oliver, into it. Oliver and then by the Russell got, sorry I was just gonna say one more thing about the cast is that um, we had the luxury of uh, we had a, a pretty good idea of who was going to play what so as we when I was writing it. Um, Oh, you had to be mind. Most of the time, I knew who my actor was going to be. I almost always knew who the actor was. So I was trying to stay within their, uh, uh, let's say, within their skill set, but also aspects of their own character, especially Kelly, you know? Yeah. Um, no yeah. offense, Kelly. Well, she totally owned that part. <laughs> yeah, she, she was Kelly, fantastic. She, she was awesome. Would she, would she read the... Uh, she the mother. Uh, no, she's oh. she was the one, victim one the number victims. one. <laughs> but when she when she read the scenes, she's like she's like, oh my god, this is like this is me. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> and I said, yeah, duh, uh, it is you. Uh, oh. So she's like, I don't really have to act; I could just kind of be myself. I go, yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what? I mean, you, so you have to direct these people that you were familiar yeah. with and friends with. Was that tough? Um, no, that wasn't tough. Well, the tough. Okay, the tough part was Mama. So. Mm. Uh, this is a, uh, a very old, well, not very old, Margaret Roche. Uh, she's an older woman. Um, I mean, she's really like a kind of a, a granny character. She's Irish. And um, uh, I have to say that... You had to make her say rude words, she, That was the thing. She was diabolical. Like, on the page, <laughs> yeah. she was absolutely fucking diabolical. So I had to get this cute little old lady to say the most fucking despicable <laughs> horrifying things that like you can't you almost can't even imagine that anyone could be that dark and fucked up and then i had yeah. to i had to walk her through it and she you know jesus christ those are the hardest days of my life and she, uh, as a she, director she got, she got a lot of uh, um, mentions um, in the festival circuit as well because oliver did really well across the world didn't she won a goddamn award she won an acting. award yeah. Uh, and Ross, she's also won a few awards. You, yeah. you won an award. Um, yeah, I won. I won. We won the, at, when we finished. Uh, we spent like one year on the festival circuit. We won. I believe we won twenty-two awards altogether. I eleven eleven awards for best picture. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, the film did. Smash. The film did way better. I never imagined it would it would do that well. I mean, I was pr- I was proud of it. I knew I you know I, I I you know nobody sets out to make a uh, a bad movie. But I also thought I was going to have some massive backlash. Uh, uh, I thought I would have some really bad reviews, and people would be very uh, upset and disturbed. I kind of I villainized women. And it was there was a lot of, you know, personally I, uh, I stretch I, I I stretched myself farther in, into dark areas that I didn't really want to go into. I think with the film, the industry reviews were really positive, and you know we've often. You know, the same sun that brings out the lilies brings out the snakes, you know. So you often yeah. expect a few bad reviews when you get some good ones. But I, the industry reviews were all, all really, really strong. And really I'm literally positive. kind of in sh- – I'm, I'm in, it's still slightly in a state of shock that I didn't get – there was only one review that was even, you know, like a tiny bit negative. Wow. Um, and, by, and also, you know, I, what I told myself once the film was released, I was like, don't read the reviews. Like, don't – it's too late. It's too late. Like you can't, you know. I I I, I did what I did. Um, the review, like who, like you, you can't. Like the reviews can't matter, but they were good. So then I, I had this weird, I don't know. It kind of maybe it scrambled my brain a little bit. I mean, because I I then I really I have read all all of them, and there's there's like sixty or seventy, like 
published reviews on the film that were all great. So um, where can where, I, I want to say this now? Where, um, where can we say I can I'll, I can personally send you a link. Just we, what you can do is watch it and then I'll come back and then we can do a, a follow up. Oh, yeah, man. Yes, um, we'll, we'll we can we can actually um, if if we can. Uh, it's called Who's Watching Oliver. Um, it's on. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime uh, now. For, if, if here in Thailand or various markets, you'd have to have a VPN. It's it's also on iTunes. Mm. So, um, but you, so you can ha- just buy it on iTunes. The you single. can buy it on iTunes or on. Uh, it's better to buy it on iTunes, by the way, because um, I'm not probably not going to make any money off the Amazon Prime thing. Mm. Um, it's also Hulu, uh, HBO in the UK, or I think it's HBO in the UK. Mm. Uh, but it's in, in North America on almost every platform. Um, we can maybe put some links on it. Yeah, on we'll that. put it in the show notes, yeah. guys. Yeah, look, look it's on it. every platform except for Netflix because they offered us a, a, a totally rubbish deal. Of course they right. did. Yeah. But I must say, let me add to, to this. Uh, yeah. You, you were – you're you're like a you're very brave for doing what you do in that in that aspect of of being an artist and and doing what you want to do without mm, no having compromise. having a yeah with no compromise but also from the peop, you know from everybody because you can get slammed so hard nowadays yeah. by 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 anybody on social media and one tweet trends and you're <laughs> totally screwed true story like yeah. you know Ugh. in this age where you know one tweet can go viral yeah true and, and then someone says oh this is nasty and then all of a sudden they hashtag it and then it's me too oh, yeah so, but i mean <laughs> that was you, the one if you look at ron tomatoes the one bad review the one the one splat the green splat was a guy said uh you know uh he said it seems the me too uh, what did he say he said um Something about the Me Too movement. He said, despite of the Me Too movement, you know, there's blah 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 blah. Uh, and the, uh, I, anyway, that was the one that review was related to the Me Too movement. Excuse and, my language, but because I mean, comes. even comedians nowadays, they can't even get on stage and say jokes anymore without without facing yeah. some kind of backlash. And I hang out, uh, you know, some comedians and. And, and and some careers are ended on on on, yeah. on a joke. It's like, man, you come to a comedy show, you gotta you gotta have some kind of. Yeah, I think we've gone too. F- th- in many ways, we've gone too far. I'm from Portland, Oregon, so that's like the PC capital right. of the world. Mm-hmm. The, um, and you know, I grew up in the like the punk scene um, with like we're. I mean, to say that we were you know liberal and progressive would be the, a massive understatement. I mean, this is like. A, uh, I mean, you have to really own your ethics. Like, you know, every every penny that you spend, every action, every moment of your time must be of the highest ethic, and you're under a microscope, oh, and everybody's draining. watching you. Mm. Yeah, it's it's it is it is. But 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 having that as a kind of this background foundation, and you know, being you know, my mother's a very much a feminist who I I, I love, respect, and adore. Um, uh, which that's a great foundation for me just as a man just to have you know and, and i have two sisters and i'll be brothers and my dad's a filmmaker um also so uh but that you know but coming i did come from portland i came from a place where this is like this is, this is incredibly taboo uh and not acceptable to you know you know but i'm not i'm not glorifying it in any way shape or form i think if anything uh, if you see when you see the film i uh, for me a lot of it's to to uh this, there's a statement about it uh, is free will an illusion, and you know I uh, th- that was that I mean for me there was a, that personally uh, and I, I don't want I prefer people to watch it with no expectations but for me it was a kind of an exercise about free will but also I was uh, it was a cathartic exercise about um, 
a period of my life where I didn't feel like I was... some of your own demons, maybe, as well. I just didn't... I mean, I I don't know if I was really ever in control of myself, Mm. you know? So, I mean, you know, um, for Oliver in the film, when he uh, rapes and murders, you know, that's a a metaphor for other kinds of behavior where we're we're just being... uh, you know, we're doing something that's kind of like it's 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 dark and selfish and uh, maybe even pleasurable. But at the end of the day, it's not who you want to be. It's not really what you know you should be doing. So I, I, th- I think there has to be a place for gore and depravity in 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 film and in art and in comedy. And th- th- I, I think if we lose that, we're we're fucked. I totally basically. agree. I mean, we need to. Other, yeah. Otherwise, we're. Yeah, I th- I th- I think that we would be heading into a, a, a into serious darkness, mm. and we would then be, uh, I think, much Sicker more society. vulnerable to mm. to these darknesses if we're not. Mm. We need to actively face them, like, and have a conversation about this. Mm. You know, about about what you know about the dangers in the darkness. And you know, I'm a dad too. I have I have two daughters, well, three daughters, I, a stepdaughter who mm. I adore and miss, who's in Sweden. Uh, and uh, oh my god, I have news. Is this a good time? Yeah, yeah. tangents. We love it. <sighs> I just found out I'm going to be a grandfather. Wow! Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Fuck! How old are you? I'm I'm 44, but my oh, 20 shit. my 24 year old daughter is pregnant, and uh, well, she's married. I walked her down the aisle. Um, I remember her getting married. Yeah, she got married, back, and yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh my god, am I going to be a grandfather? Are you pregnant? She's like, no, Dad. I'm not. I'm not like that. I'm like, well, everybody else in your family is like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she mind. she called me. Uh, it was just two days ago. Um, oh, nice one. You're f- so I'm 39. I haven't had a baby yet. So you've got five yeah, years on me. <laughs> uh, due date November 22nd. So I've got we've got some time to prepare. But oh my God, I'm going to be a grandfather. Shit. So. In terms of your life going forward, then is this is this Oliver um, is this Oliver movie? What, what's the full title again? Just remind me one last time. Who's, who's watching, watching Oliver? Him. Who's watching Oliver? Who's watching Oliver? Who's watching Oliver? Yeah. Has this opened more doors for you now? Then have you got some offers coming um, about doing some other stuff? Y- yes, it does. Uh, and uh, that's a whole that's a kind of a whole whole another can of worms to mm. to talk about because you know I'm, I'm actively working supporting um, working on other people's projects. Uh, because you're a cameraman as well, yeah, James, yeah, as a as a camera operator and a cinematographer. Um, so there have been there's been various offers, uh, you know. Again, so they they comes from funding and mm-hmm. and there's X amount of kind of manipulation. I'm being told, well, if you know, uh, they'll give me money if I make uh, you know a movie with this, that, and the other thing, you know, with X, Y, Z. Um, and then there's I'm actively writing. I'm working on. There's three or four different projects that I'm working on. One of them had became this really big distraction, which, uh, I don't know, I got to say, I wonder if uh, I kind of, if I made a mistake or I kind of sabotaged the other projects because I, I went all into this other uh, story that was this true life um, event that happened that I was there. Um, the The... It was the, the the cave rescue, oh, so really? uh, um, so I became very sidetracked and obsessed with uh, 
um, with with projects. That can really I ask you? Is, is yeah. there a bit of a rush to get the first movie out about well, that that's subject? The because there must that must be a hot subject in the filmmaking community. Well, uh, you, you, you're right, but that's not how I work. So, okay. um, f- uh, you know, when I had to stop and look at it and go, making films has never been a race, mm. right? And um, also, I've I've never been making uh, a film at the same time as uh, you know on the same story where there's other filmmakers mm-hmm. that are also making the same film. Um, even, you know, a, ver- a very close friend of mine, uh, he, you know, he, he got the first one done and out. And um, I just went, you know, that's just not, I, I just, I can't do that. It's not, I don't know, the, the, the craft of storytelling and filmmaking to me is, it's just, it, it can't be a race and it can't be a competition of any way, shape or form. It has to be this organic story that has a life of its own. And so at the end of the day, um, I'm going to take my time with that. And, uh, right. and you know, uh, maybe, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a mistake to, to take my time and wait, but I can't, I can't do, I can't do it any other way. Mm. I have too much respect for the craft of, of, of storytelling and, and filmmaking and I can't, I mean, at the end of the day, there's this kind of ethical code somehow that was ingrained in me by my father, and uh, I have to honor that. It's it's almost like it's my higher power, my God, and if I, I just can't compromise that, mm-hmm. even if it means that I won't be as successful as I could be, or make as much money as I could have, I and I uh, love that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's difficult to push these things. You know, if you if you push the um, creative process so much or too much. Um, towards a perceived goal of some sort, which might not be that rewarding when you come to it. It's, I think it's, it's a diminishing return. It's a diminishing return. Well, I mean, for, for you, even like spiritually, if, if I can use that word. There? What yeah. else is there apart from yeah. you know the, the pride in a job well done mm. and something yeah. you've really you know it's it's a, it's a project that you're you're really behind. But you you were up there, weren't you? You were up at the cave. Yes, uh, well, correct. Whilst I was, the boys yeah. were were, yeah. were being taken out, and I'm up. very close personal friends with the. The members of the rescue team that were, yeah, that were in there. Um, uh, friends before or just since friends you... before, like one, oh, of my, cool. one of my best friends for like, like twenty years. Yeah. Right? yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah. So so, 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 what was it like being up there? Was it pretty? I mean, um, when they were coming out, it must it was have been electric, heavy. right? It was inc- It was arguably the, probably the heaviest. Uh, yeah, two two. I think it was there for about two weeks. Mm. It was about the heavy, heaviest two weeks of my life because yeah. the whole work, the, the fucking globe, the whole globe's eyes are on this yeah, was a small story. cave in Thailand. Yeah. So and like or, originally, I I got a message from you know from my from my my dive instructor, a dear close friend, like a great mate, saying uh, you know um, we you know we need help if you can get up there, please come. We need uh, we need rescue divers. Uh, and and he you know he sent me a brief of what I will be expected to do, and he said, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a certified cave diver to to do this. And I it stopped. I stopped and I went, fuck me. He knows me. He need, I I felt like this is outside of my range of capabilities. But but we didn't know. He didn't know. He was flying in from from uh, from Europe from Malta, and um and he he was just going straight there to jump in and 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 help, and he did. Um, but he didn't know uh, how big of a rescue team had assembled yet we didn't know if there's how many people were going to be there if any so I, I had to have a hard, you know i was like fuck i have to go you know i mean just in case what, what if there's uh, i mean 
at the end of the day, there were hundreds of guys there that were way more qualified than myself. And then um, on the same day, uh, my wife said, she's six months pregnant. She said, you're not going into that fucking cave. Like, no. And um, I had to go, I had to go, yeah, okay. So then, uh, but then literally within a couple of hours, uh, I got a phone call to go and work as a cameraman shooting a documentary about the rescue mission um, for uh, a cup for there was a certain news agency. Um, man, can I talk shit about new TV news? Yeah, yeah do it. Of course yeah. You can. Yeah, we fucking hate them. So yeah. the lamestream media. I'll go ahead and name <laughs> names because uh, I reti- I've officially retired my career as a, a as a TV news. Juicy. Uh, I will n- I'll never for as long as I live will I work in TV news. Um, uh, it was a really horrible, dark experience for me. The, just the man, uh, the, the methods that they would go through to have access to information, um, and the people that they, they were just—I couldn't believe how insensitive they were. It was, it was a, it was fucking horrible. Um, it, it, I'd always suspected as such. It was fucking horrible. Channel News Asia has this fucking cunt. These cunts from Singapore. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to be a team player. You know, I speak fluent Thai, and I'm 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 a cameraman. Got the camera on my shoulder, and they they actually lied. I mean, they they did. They lied to me, and they said that they had uh, had scheduled a meeting with one of the uh, family members of one of the kids that were in in the cave. And um, uh, man, they were just banging on doors. Mm. They were banging on doors. And what I saw was um, uh, an uncle, but he was a, he actually he raised he, he's a dad, right? Mm. His son's in the cave, and uh, so this is after four kids, the first four kids had come out. So we came the next morning, um, and they said, "How do you feel that you know that?" But they're just banging on his door, and he said, "I don't." He said, "Please go away. I don't want to talk to you. Like I can't talk to you. I don't know." They said until everyone's out, I'm not talking to anyone, and they were, and they they kept getting in his face, and he's crying and he's devastated. His his kids in a fucking cave, you know. Um, and I lost my shit, man. Mm-hmm. I I almost beat that motherfucking reporter to death with the camera. I said, "You fucking motherfucker! I can't fucking believe you fucking lying cunt." I said, "I'm I said I'm done. I'm done." Fuck you, people! You're fucking disgusting, and I quit. And uh, the producer kind of walked me back off the ledge. He said, "Richie, we just have one more segment to do. Like it's just going to be another hour." And I said, "I can't do. I can't. I can't work with these fucking people. These people. These people are fucking disgusting." I just could. It, it was just. And then at the same time, I'm getting text messages from, you know, my 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 very close friend's wife, uh, and they have a young daughter. And she's asking me for, you know, she wants to know if her husband's alive and how the rescue mi- mission's going. And um, it was, uh, I, I don't know, man. It was uh, a very heavy emotional fucking mm-hmm. experience for me. Um, and meanwhile, you know, the rescue divers are, they're, they're, we're having, com- we're having a conversation via text and, and calling each other. Um, and, you know, I, I was, I, you know, I, I I knew I was aware of a lot of information that the that the 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 TV news were gagging to just 
for any of this. And um, I, I didn't say a goddamn thing mm. to them. Uh, but they, they also knew. They, they found out that I had a friend that was in there. And uh, so I quit. I quit. I told, them, I told Channel News Asia to go fuck themselves. And then ABC heard that I quit. And then they hired me to, do, uh, to work on the, the 2020 piece. And they're a, and they're fucking next level cunts, man. They were they were absolutely what? horrible. American wow. ABC News, those fucking people. But, just. but, but how? Uh, let let me maybe voice an unpopular opinion. How how much of this is is demanded from people like us, the public? You know, if they don't get the story, if they don't get the first scoop, if they don't get this, if they don't get that, are, are they just? Are they just products of, of the no, masses? No, it's head office, isn't it? If you listen to most news agencies, they will say, you know, we don't report the news. We make the news. Mm. So they're building a narrative. Right? Well, what happens is you've got these producers back in fucking New York or wherever, mm. and they say, we... Yeah, we they, demand this story. We've, well, they've already decided what story they're going to lead with. Yes. And no. your job is to now... Get f- it. To fill in the blanks. Yeah. Um, come hell or high water. And they don't care... Um, uh, about any, I mean, ethics are way out the window. They don't, they don't care who gets hurt getting this information. Um, you know, uh, they were asking me to basically to compromise. You know, one of the closest friendships that I've ever had in my life that I'm I, that I've, I have that I value and I still value and I still have that friendship because I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell, I wouldn't tell them anything. And they were they pushed me so hard. I I, I quit with them too. I said I quit. I'm done. And then they're like, whoa, 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 what's going on? All of a sudden they, like, you know, they did a 180. It's like, please, you know, you know, it's like, uh, you know, let's talk, let's talk, you know, why are you quitting? I said, I'm quitting because you're asking me to do something that I told you um, is I find to be incredibly unethical. And um, it would mean that I would be compromising one of the most important friendships that I've ever had in my life. And I'm not going to do it. And you, and I told you don't ask me to do it. And you've asked me to do it again and again and again. And uh, I'm done. And you people fucking disgust me. And then they, and then he went. He went. Wait, what? I'll pr- I promise you, I won't ask you to compromise your ethics, and I'll pay you double. And I went okay. Then I stayed on for one more day, and then I quit again at the end of the day. So I I quit three times during that fucking. I guess week, it's a shame. I guess it's a shame there's not more people like you around because well, somebody will do it. But yeah, there's, there's always, always going to be someone, yeah. isn't there? Always well, going to be someone. But always. I mean, okay, I had the luxury for me is that I, I was I wasn't up there because I needed the money or needed the job. Uh, I was up there because I wanted to be close to my friends, mm-hmm. and um, I actually uh, also like on a personal level, um, I was following that story before I even had any friends that were you know uh, on the rescue mission. Just uh, um, I mean, these are lost kids, you know. I mean. My heart was really invested in in the story already, and it was during World Cup, guys. You remember, mm-hmm. uh, we're already watching TV. You know, my eyes, I, I wouldn't normally be watching TV in Thailand, but uh, we were watching the World Cup, and mm. it's a football team, and they're stuck, you know, these kids, and they're yeah. Thai kids, you know. Um, they all love football. Yeah, God love it. Damn. I think one was wearing was, an England top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So sweet, really sweet. Uh, so yeah, so but but for me, I mean, I could tell them to go fuck themselves because I, I have another career. Like, I don't need to do this shit, you know. Um, I was, I, I just thought it would be, you know, my wife wouldn't let me go up there unless I was making money, to be honest. And I had an opportunity to make some money and to be there near my friends if they needed mm-hmm. me. Um, 
That's beautiful. And I was I was actually I was volunteering, uh, you know, just to help carry stuff, uh, 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 you know, from from. There's a lot of donations coming in from all over the world, is especially from the ties. It, it, it was fucking beautiful. It was really beautiful. Mm. Um, I mean, imagine. Can you imagine uh, the amount of like? I don't. You know me. I'm a bit woo woo and I believe in energy and all that kind of shit, like positive and negative. Imagine the whole world's exactly. eyes on 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 that cave and exactly. all that force, all those forces that are going to that I one have to place, tell you, man. It'd be like. I'd be electric you, being there. Like I'm a I'm a staunch atheist. Yeah. And when um when all of those kids came out alive, mm. it's it stopped me dead in my tracks. Mm. Um I had to pause and really I went, wow. I, I mean I don't I didn't know if I was an atheist anymore, you know. And he, like what like what you just said, I think to have the, I mean, the whole world watching and focusing their energy on uh, on having this this story end with with a happy ending for yeah, those kids to be fun. I definitely I, something I I, 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 I uh, dare I say it? Um, I think I think it made a difference, man. Mm. I think it made a really big difference. Mm. Because most of these guys, and then since then, I've been I have been working on a uh, been filming a documentary that's and 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 doing research to make the proper full film. It could be a TV series. I don't know. Well, um, I can't really talk about it too too much. But and I've gotten to know uh, a, a a lot of the these the rescue team uh, per, uh, personally. I mean, they're um, now I'm now I now I've made some new friends who are on the team that I met through my my other mate, and they fully expected that this was going to be a a recovery mission where you, uh, mo- most of these co- these missions, these rescue missions, turn out to be um, bringing the a dead body back. Oh, man. Well, a lot of the Thai official government um, people or junta people didn't travel up there because they thought just that. They thought it'd be a, a loss of face, right? It's going right? to be dead, yeah, be dead kids. Be yeah. Dead kids being dragged out, and they didn't want to. They didn't want to uh, involve themselves with that, so they didn't travel up to the cave, yeah. um, and missed a perfect opportunity to be seen as, you mm. know, part heroes in this whole thing yeah. through their through their own cowardice. Yeah, I, I can't. Uh, I have a lot to say on this on on these issues, but I. Yeah, we I, should, we should I, uh, rein it in a little bit. Yeah, there's there, 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 there are things there, that I can't say. <laughs> but there is a film coming out, Richie, isn't there? In a couple of weeks, or, if, uh, or is it out already? The 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 Tom Waller production. No, that will be. I think he's he's timing it cleverly with the anniversary of the. Uh, ah, right. Yeah, so yeah. that would be. And the, I the really World Cup was July June, or something. Like yeah, I really, I really, I hope that I hope this movie is is truly beautiful because uh, he's a good friend of mine. Yeah, I look forward and, to uh, seeing it. Is it done in Thai language? Uh, it's it's a mix, it's but okay. yeah, it's a mix. I I don't know. I never read the script. Um, I have a lot of friends that worked on it, and Tom's a good friend of mine. But uh, because I'm also uh, I I didn't want to. I wanted to know as, as little as possible about it because I I wanted to just focus on whatever my own version of the story will you be. Don't like coloring your own. Yeah, version. I mean, um, yeah, I just wanted to. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm morbidly curious about you know what you know what 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 terrain he covered, which way he approaches yeah. the story. I mean, yeah, what I heard so was ways. yeah, what I heard was it was uh, let's let's just say it, it was it was kind of an experimental documentary ish, right? 
using the real people. So he had the the real people, um, or X amount, a lot of the real people uh. that were involved, um, that were that were playing themselves as actors, which is genius, by the way, because mm. nobody's nobody's going to say that a, a hero is a shitty actor, right? Yeah. You know? So mm. good uh, reviews all around. Fucking br- genius. <laughs> Great idea, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that Tom's idea or Don, See what Don's uh, idea? I, I, I'd, I'd say it's Tom's idea. Tom's, idea. Tom's brilliant. Uh, and he's a good friend. Yeah, and it's coming out quite soon, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I I was I was glued to that story. I, I mean, I could talk about this. All, all, all I can remember, Richie, to lighten the tone, you did just say, um, "My my wife was six months pregnant, and she didn't want me entering the cave." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she did say that. But yeah. That's, yeah. It's right though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean but the, I guess I guess every single player who even played a small part in this story had their own little uh, struggle. Could, you could have a film about anyone. Yeah. The person and and I tell you what, that that would be a beautiful thing to do. Have 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 a film from your point of view, from the point of view of one yeah. small person. I, I love films when they're about a massive subject but they make it really small, about one or two people. You know, like I had a, 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 I had a group of investors and you know, like Hollywood investors that uh, approached me, um, that wanted the they wanted me to be the protagonist for the film. Right. Um, Can you act? Uh, no, no, no. They hired. They they had already had spoken with Adrian Brody about playing me. Oh, but oh, yeah. Right. Oh, oh, fuck. Um, I mean, I can't make this shit up as a cameraman. Yeah. Hey, actually, yeah, I can he, see the yeah, kind of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Long story. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, but they, but, but I kind of, I had to step back from that cause they, they wanted it, they wanted to push it fast and, uh, uh, I, I just, they're still there. They're still circling and waiting for me to come, you know, to, to say, okay, let's do it. But, uh, I just didn't want, I don't know. I need, you need to take time and really, you know, I think that, you know, the story belongs to all of the, the real heroes that were involved and, and, and I've. I've become now um, uh, close personal friends with a number of them, uh, and it's it's really their story. And I'd like to take our time to to tell their story in uh, the most respectful way. So, Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, and you, you can imagine, can't you, a few a few idiots saying, "Well, why why the hell are the are they telling this story from this guy's point of view?" Yeah. And I think you're opening yourself up there for for some shit that maybe you. You don't need to be opened up for. Yeah, I, I mean, also, I think you want you need to be very, very careful about, uh, especially nowadays. Um, you know, you don't want to make a f- you don't want to make a story where it's like, you know, white men come and save yes. the uh, you know save the, the the brown people. You know, I mean, I, that, that's that's not me talking. That's a that's a quote from mm. uh, some other. Uh, you know, that you just can't. That can't be your your plot. Mm. Um, I think we need to be very, uh, we need to be very balanced with you know with the locals and that you know this isn't uh, the West coming to save the poor savages, mm. you know, um, and and Jesus saved them from the cave, you know, mm. which is literally there was an investor telling me that if we could yeah. put a spin on it where uh, where you know the one of the kids in the cave found Jesus oh and that's what God. saved them. There's all this faith based money that was coming at me. <laughs> Which is tempting, but I was like, guys, fuck off. They're like, it doesn't have to be, you know, anyway, I, I probably shouldn't talk too much about some of this shit. Cause I, I, I think, like, one of the best ways to tell the story would be the, from the point of view of the teacher who's in the, I mean, he's got to be the coach. pretty cool. Yeah, the coach. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's got to be a pretty cool guy to have, like, 
coach coach them through those. And he was um, he came from you know he came from uh, yeah his story is 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 a beautiful story. Mm. He made a mass, massive mistake, you know, in, yeah, in, in, in bringing the kids into that exactly. Cave. But there, there's the story arc right there, you know. Um, yeah. Good day, something terrible happens. Drop down, yeah. down, 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 down. Yeah. We go. Then he, then he re- resolves to motivate the children. Mm. Up, 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 up we go in the story. Yeah. And then there's a little, will they get out, won't they get out? It dips down again. Yeah. And then finally they Perfect. do get out. It's a nice, lovely yeah. story arc. Yeah, yeah. It, and it, I have to say, like, uh, there was a, there was a uh, I mean, you all know, like, Westerners' response when, they, when the West, like, when the, when the West, the Western world found out the kids are in the cave and they went in there with the, their adult coach who's 24 years old. Um, everybody was like, "Oh my God, that guy! You know, uh, uh, he should, you know, he should be imprisoned. You know, he should get the death sentence." There's all there's a lot on social media. People just uh, really talking mad shit about him. And uh, the, the truth is that uh, uh, Thailand and this is specifically the, the the families, the 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 parents of all of those kids, they've all totally forgiven him and they understand and they don't blame. You know, they understand he he made. He made he made a mistake. Yeah. Maybe maybe he made a and mistake. He you know? himself. Yeah. And, uh, day, but but nobody. There was no hate. There was no anger. You know. There's nothing but love uh, in Thailand. But uh, the rest of the world was really really uh, mean uh, to him. And what was he getting paid to be a football coach anyway? And nothing. Did he, and no, did he, he have to well, take him for a bike ride? No, no, no. He was. Uh, this was a um, take them for a nice fucking bike ride as well. So he didn't these, have to do that. The I mean the the long version of the story here is that this is a an at risk youth uh, football team, right? Mm. So. He was totally oh, volunteering. He was right. absolutely volunteering. Yeah. So all those kids, they're all at-risk youth that come from yeah. broken families. Lot, lot, Their they parents, didn't, they didn't yeah. Have Thai ID and stuff as well. A lot of them were yeah. Some of them were Burmese, like uh, they were uh, illegal people. immigrants, so. and uh, and they're uh, so he was a hundred percent like uh, this is just he was spending his free time, and he comes from a uh, let's just say a middle class family more, but all each and every one of those kids come from broken homes. They're Parents, uh, their you know their their fathers are probably not present, or you know they're alcoholics and they're gambling and abusive, and these so these are at risk youth. And he was he was donating his time to coach them, and he would he would give them rides to school. He would help them with, with their homework. He was like very much a father figure to mm. all of these kids. He was they were very so it was a they, trust element, really there. beautiful yeah. relationship. Yeah. I almost don't want you know because now I don't know. I mean this is kind of, you could find this out on your own, but. I mean, there's there are there's a, so much heart in this story, and I I mean I don't I mean I can put, you know, by, you know I can I can dive into the to the heart and build my my own story about all of this. You may, maybe I should shut up, <laughs> quit giving people okay. ideas. Yeah, because you don't want to give yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. But then again, it's still been I've been here for twenty years. Uh, I don't I don't know. I, you, you can I probably have tell to make, the story better. I have to make this movie. Yeah, I have no choice. But I'll do it. I'll, like I'll take it. my time with it. So, coming so, soon. So what day are you right? Still writing at the moment? No, I'm still I'm still talking to the guys and still kind of building the arc. Um, I need to sp- I need to basically do I need to spend some time on like a big board and kind of put the whole thing together and build the arc and yeah, it's a very organic process that I uh, you, you can't rush it, you know. Mm. So, uh, but to, I, but I I do have I mean okay officially yeah I have the whole fucking arc done. So yeah. it's I mean it's up here. I didn't write it yet, but. Um, <laughs> Look, it's beautiful. It. It's an epic. Mm. Anyway, do you, do you remember the story about the miners that got trapped in yes, South yeah, America? It's yeah. very similar, right? It's well, yeah. okay, not yeah, okay. It's similar. It a is little no, bit similar. It is. 
that, 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 that film was that pretty. film was uh, uh did not do well at all at the box no, office but i did watch it and I what thought, was it called I the it was 300 right i can't remember yes. no 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 not 300 the 30 30 the 30 yeah, yeah. right but it was, it was um, Antonio Banderas played the uh, yeah. the miner in Chile. I, I enjoyed the film. I, I liked the film good, too. Yeah. Actually, I thought it was, that was charming. But, but there, then there was another film set in, uh, in 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 the states, in one of the southern states, and uh, back in the nineteen twenties or thirties or something, and a bunch of guys get trapped in a cave, and it's called, I think, Ace in the Hole, and mm. there's this whole media circus that um, turns up and camps around the cave, and they're, they're thinking that. You know, it'd be better to keep them in the cave, or they could rescue them um, quite oh, easily. Be, yeah, they thought it'd, it'd make they'd make more money. Oh god! And it'd be oh, more no advantageous to leave them in the cave and let the media circus grow bigger and bigger and make money up from it. Is it? That's some, a nice so an, an idea Gee, like I, that for the cave. I had a okay. So the corruption of the cave. Let me. Look, I don't know if I should tell you. Guys How would this. that go down though? If you if you put a spin a. Uh, a dishonest, uh, not a dishonest, but a spin on it that wasn't necessarily true, but it it painted people in a bad way. I mean, you'd be crucified, wouldn't you? Well, it'd have to be true. Um, yeah. you'd have, you'd have so, to so let me, I'll, I'll tell you guys something. <laughs> okay. yeah. So um, um, on during this whole uh, operation, the rescue operation, the cave rescue operation, and I, I'm now I'm, I'm I'm with a fucking journalist. By the way, uh, the, there's two different kinds of journalists. There's the TV news people, which are by and large horrible cunts they're the, these are the worst of the worst people that have you know they should they should uh, yeah i'm you don't uh, like them much. not a big fan of no. tv news people <laughs> uh but then there's the writers Shocker. there are the writers now the, these and this is like uh, the, the other end of the spectrum these people these are fantastic people um and uh, some, some some great friends and I, I made some new friends there but um, at the end of every night, you know, kind of when, when the sun goes down and everything winds down, we would all congregate and sit we, uh, in Maasai and, and have drinks. And everybody kind of were swapping stories. And, and, and these were the writers. You know, I, would, I, would, I, don't want to, I wouldn't want to send another fucking minute with the TV news people. So, and some of the uh, – there were some really old friends that I hadn't seen for years and years. You know, I've been living in Bangkok for 20 years. So these are the – like journalist friends, like really close – friends that are beautiful people so um i wanted to start a rumor that the whole thing was a hoax and that the the kids were actually just right there in the first chamber uh yeah and oh, that sorry. it was that the whole thing was I just like a, it. it was like this elaborate hoax um to you know to kind of like you know just uh to 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 get the Tied eyes, tourism. to get the eyes mm. of the world on Thailand, and, mm. and that they planned this whole thing, and that the kids were—they're just in the first chamber, and uh, it was just—I like it. It was a very elaborate Devious. hoax. Yeah. But I, I, I started uh, talking about it as not not as a joke. I started saying that I heard from somebody that this is just a big hoax, um, and I, I was trying to bring yeah because there's so much tension, you know. You planted and, uh, a seed. I wanted to plant a seed, and then a. Uh, uh, it was also just to break the tension, you know. You drink in, and I want. I I also wanted to change the subject because every, you know, it was just like nonstop. Everybody's talking about the details of the mission, and um, I just, I don't know, just want to have a laugh. Mm. But I still, I still kind of want to get that rumor going again. That yeah. uh, let's do it. Could, let, let's start it on this. We podcast. could make maybe that could be another film that we make that where it's it's yeah. actually a hoax. It's like the moon landing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're into conspiracies on this podcast. Oh yeah. no! <laughs> do we have any conspiracies? Uh, I don't know. Do you hear about the BBC thing when you know there was like Jimmy Savile, this kid's mm-hmm. entertainer, yeah. 
and a bunch of others working for the BBC who were later found out to be like interfering with children. They're pedophiles in a big way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I've worked with the BBC, and I'll, I'll, and I'll tell you about that later. Can't wait. And there was a, a, a news reporter journalist called Jill Dando who was – she looked just – she looked like Princess Diana, yeah. right? She was at the top yeah. of her game. She looked really glamorous. Fit. She had three slots, one on the holiday show, one on Crime Watch, a crime investigation show, and another one on, on another popular show. I can't remember. Uh, but she was at the top of her game. And one morning at four o'clock in London, a guy knocked on her door and just blasted her away. It was an assassination. She killed, oh, killed her. Killed mm. her with a, it was like a, a professional hitman. And the, the, the case remo- remains unsolved. And it's 20 years ago to the day, yesterday, that oh. it happened. So last night I decided to like look into this. Um, and it was uh, what the, the theory of a few people that she was on the um, brink of um, revealing all these sick um, mm. BBC um, pedophiles, pedophiles and uh, government um, officials who were kind of uh, covering the whole thing huh. up. And the, the whole Seville gang. The yeah. whole Savile gang, yeah, Savile, yeah, yeah, Gary Glitter, and you know all the all these creepy old men who were preying on children. But Cyril, then what? God, he would he would volunteer at a children's hospital too. Exactly, That's and then up, up, and, it gets worse. Yeah. It gets worse after Jill died, um, and before Jimmy Savile died, um, the BBC set up a childline telephone service for kids who were being abused um. to report the abuse. And now it's since come to light. Uh, some people have suggested that it was set up as a filter wow. for mm. any kids who were abused by these VIP um, sex um, predators. They could be filtered out of the system and dealt with. Wow! Um, before going to makes the official, sense. it makes sense it, to me. It, it, it's, it, I, I hate conspiracy theories. I'm not a conspiracy nut. I don't listen to them. And but this one, I thought, yeah, that is totally what they would do. That yeah. is totally what they would do. Set up I'm a telephone it. line. Well, it's damage control for the BBC, right? Mm. Right. And, uh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's fucking dark, though. Mm. It is pretty dark. But it, it was just amazing that nobody So were they... Knew. Okay, this is a question. Did, did, were, there, it, were there any... Let's say, that the, let's say we had access to, this, the, to whatever the messages that were left on the hotline, right? And that there were individuals who called and said, yeah, I was abused, blah, 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 blah. And then to follow up that case, now, were they, were they then... Did, were they were they paid off some uh, some hush money no. uh, like in you know like uh, out Maybe. of court? Well, the way it worked, they would speak direct to um, a telephone operator. Yeah, right. Um, and the telephone operator would have been briefed by the organisation. Like if it's someone, yeah, you know. So it, this is well, they would probably look into it and say, okay, do we have? Do, do uh, they do have any have a, real evidence? Uh, do we have a type A B case, a type B case, or a type mm. C case? A type C case would be like parents or uncles yeah. or family members. B would be like employers or something like that. Council A members. would be like, you know, the high-profile celebrity, Jimmy yeah. Savile targets. Uh, refer them to this department. Oh, I see. And then that, that department would deal with them either by um, settlement, financial settlement, yeah, yeah, yeah. or um, some Murder. kind of hush Well, they would, they would be able to, to addre- address the threat. Like, okay, so, uh, you know, how... You know how credible is the threat? Uh, do yeah. they have? You do need to have evidence of some kind. You know, uh, otherwise yeah. you have nothing. Yeah, but also they could do that, couldn't they? They could yeah. just say, "Okay, where's the evidence? I don't have any." Well, that's the thing. They could just screen it. They could just screen it and go, "Okay, yeah. okay, now this one's trouble. This one's not. Like, who cares?" Yeah. Like they could. There could be a lot of kids that were severely abused, but there's not a shred of evidence. 
but then and then uh, they'd be like, okay, whatever, you know, it's their award against ours, and uh, there's no threat there. But the ones that were threats, that's those are the ones I'd want to see. What's the aftermath of that? Mm. Yeah, I but, like but it. This is a nice thing about social media, and you know, the fact that everything's so open now. If if if, if something does. And we, we were talking about Michael Jackson before on the show. Oh, God. Richie, Jesus. Yeah. Did you see that documentary? I didn't watch it yet. I didn't watch it yet. Oh, it's hard. It's painful to watch. To I mind. did a movie recently with Macaulay Culkin. Oh, down in Phuket. Yeah. The, um, oh, that was with Seth Green. Yeah, with Seth, well. yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, he was talking about Joe Rogan, actually. Yeah. yeah, Max. He goes by Max now. He's a fucking great guy. Very, very into hyper-intelligent guy. Uh, like Culkin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I lo- I must say I think he came across very well on Joe Rogan. I thought he he's really I thought he painted yeah. himself re- in a, in a really nice light and just a dude that's got some money and he's got a fucking loft apartment in New York and he's got Place all these mannequins Paris. and yeah. and he's just living his life and enjoying it, doing bunnies podcasts or whatever. And he, he seemed, he, I mean, the, I I was watching the comments below on on YouTube, which are, are obviously all, always negative and always full of, full yeah. of trolls. But I thought he came. Acro- I thought he painted himself in a good light and came across quite a well-rounded. He was great. Person. He was great. He's he, he's he's a really cool guy. You guys would love him. Mm. And he, he it, it's very it's he's one of those guys I can talk about. Um, I'm obsessed with the true nature of reality and you know quantum physics and you know cosmology and so, you know I'm I'm just I'm I've just I'm just obsessed nerd about when you, just when it comes to uh, etc. You know, uh, but so would he hang and have a couple of beers? Or but after, after well, what I'm saying is that or? Max Max is a guy, or Macaulay Culkin is a guy who can he's totally up to speed talking about you know uh, uh, subatomic physics and mm. uh, he's a fascinating guy, incredibly intelligent. You know, like uh, yeah, yeah. You got to have something about you to be to be able to to do what he did at such a young age, and you know. And yeah. remember the lines and, and survive and, it too yeah and survive it exactly but he was like the yeah he, i mean imagine being you know his age and being like one of the most famous people in the world mm. yeah, that He's was probably that's number a, two after michael jackson I mean, uh, yeah really famous it was that it would be it would be surreal to say the least and then to kind of have to navigate and survive that and uh, mm. and he yeah he's, he's great he's great i um but uh, I was curious, you know, because he and I would stay up late kind of drinking and stuff. Oh, oh, did you mention I'm the well MJ thing? Um, did you mention it? That's the thing. I, I chose to avoid it. You've, you avoided yeah, never. Yeah. You don't want to be that guy who's just yeah. pushing yeah. him on all the I topics. The I was curious, and I think yeah. that at one point there was just like a like a subtle, like I made a subtle little joke about something, about, you know, Wonderland. Um and uh, uh, and then I was kind of glad that we didn't that we didn't discuss it at all. You don't want to be that guy, do you? We, but we we had he, guy's fucking great. He's just a great guy. Yeah, you're not working for ABC News Channel, are you? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I'm not. <laughs> Definitely not now. Anyway. I'm not digging for a scoop. And if actually, you know, I mean, I I like his company, and I you know, I I don't want to know anything that if you don't want to tell me, I don't want to know. You know, let, let bygones be bygones. Yeah. Should, should we have a quick break? A two second break. Yeah. I need a piss. You need a piss. You guys have just uh, inspired my next 
yeah. film, perhaps. <laughs> so what are we talking about? Uh, uh, well, we, we often do a segment, don't we, on Farang deaths, the recent Farang deaths that have happened in Thailand. If you don't know, you can go onto the website and have a look. Uh, it's F-A-R-A-N-G middle dash deaths dot com. And it catalogues the latest sort of Farangs who have, desire, who have died in, yeah, in Thailand, for, for which Frank's. is morbid. But I heard that I heard that a Falang fell off of a balcony once. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's like two a month, <laughs> Richie. <laughs> two a yeah. week. I mean, yeah, these are our regular kind of uh, uh, Farang deaths. And uh, if you, if you this check, is why if, I avoid balconies. Mm. <laughs> always, there's know, always a lady boy I first came in well. twenty years ago. They said, "Listen, Jim, there's a few things you need to learn. But first of all, never live above the second floor." Uh, really? it's, it's something I always lived by ever since because you have mm. a particularly bad day with the wrong person and you never know what's going to happen if you're on yeah. the 20th floor. And, and the second floor I mean, is just I your mean, ankle. It's one of two things. <laughs> you're going to decide to fucking jump because that's you're going to have bad days here mm. in Bangkok. Uh, I'll, just, I'll tell you that. Hail Mary. Um, and or uh, you might be with somebody who's having a bad day and they're going to fucking push you off the goddamn balcony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All this death by misadventure, you hear these stories of uh, oh, you know, these, these couples get, having sex on balconies and falling off and stuff like that. I so can't scary. tell you how many times I've almost died. How, how would that be, doggy style? And then you push <laughs> her over. <laughs> I Just would go be together? sitting on the balcony. Like You know what? I would, I would keep fucking on my way down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you get that extra two seconds, which, would, might, which might be uh, you might know, come essential. On the way down. Yeah, be that's the thing, right? Fingers crossed. <laughs> So there's this thing called dark tourism where people go to parts, you know, troubled parts of the world. There's war tourism, conflict tourism, wow. where you'd go. And the place it. in Burma we talked about before is like top oh, on Mangla. the list. Mangla. We, is, didn't, even, is, is, we is, didn't even go into Mangla, yeah. did we? Well, we? We scratched the surface oh, of Mangla. But, um, uh, oh. but there are people that come um, to this part of the world specifically to die. Shall I read, quickly read this? Yeah, let's Just hear the story. So police are investigating the death of an elderly American couple in Chiang Mai. The two tourists were found dead in a hotel with plastic bags around their heads, hooked up balloon to balloons filled with helium in what police believe to be a well-thought-out double suicide. Um, basically... Must have uh, sounded great. <laughs> the, they I were think I'm going to die. Went out of a pop. I, I, I think that's all I need to read, really. But basically, the maid knocks on the door, remained unanswered. She reportedly attempted to gain access to the room by using a spare key. As she opened the door, she found a piece of paper attached to a hanger, reading, do not enter, call police. She then found the lifeless bodies of Mr. Hamilton and Miss, Mrs. D. Simone on the bed inside the room. It's cool that they did that. Because it's Chiang Mai, it made me think of this elephant story, the elephant farm story. Did you ever hear that? The guy from Oxford? British guy uh-uh. came over and he had this thing about elephants. He really liked elephants and yeah. he got involved with the wrong type of people. He got involved with a bar girl who told him there was an opportunity. Really? An to English guy got involved with a bar girl? Yeah. That's what I've heard of. From Oxford as well. Wow. And, and he, 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 uh, she, she said there was an investment opportunity mm. to invest and become the whole um, owner of an elephant sanctuary up in Chiang Mai yeah. um, at the price of 10 million baht. So he got the 10 million baht together, which Holy was all fuck. the money he had in the world. Wow. And she was really clever. She swung it, so he was allowed to work there as a volunteer. Mm. Obviously, no investment was made into the sanctuary. So was, this so, a, so there, was he, it actually one of those? Because there's, there's a couple of nice ones. I'm sorry to interrupt. There's a couple of nice, uh, well, like let, let's say that the, it's a... a uh, it's a place for elephants to uh, uh, 
uh, where they it's more like a hospital where they, they where yeah they, it was this kind of place it was, a, yeah, it was yeah. like a, one of those high ethic humanitarian places, right? places yeah right. right there so so he he's walking around picking up elephant shit and uh they have like these weekly meetings and he thinks he owns the joint, right? Oh he, think, he thinks he's the boss of this oh elephant no. cab. So he's telling the employees we should do this or we should do that. And they tell him, what are you, what are you doing? You're just a volunteer. And then the penny this drops. This sounds like a fucking great movie. The yeah. penny yeah. drops. Yeah. Yeah. This, I'm making this, notes. This 10 million dollars, uh, this 10 million baht he's invested oh just went into her pocket <sighs> and then her bank account and then she disappears um, he can't find her. Okay. And you know what he did? He checked into a Chiang Mai guest house um, and he drank three bottles of Sang Som a day until it killed him. Wow. And they found, they found him. How dead. long did it take? It took about um, seven or eight days. Seven or eight days, yeah, really? Yeah, he was hitting it really hard, yeah. really quickly. That's pretty, that's pretty hard. I mean, that's pretty fast because... It, it probably wasn't eating as well. I've, had, I've, had, I've gone through some phases of my life where I, uh, I only drank and I didn't eat. And it, it wasn't like I was trying to die but like if i would have i didn't really care at the time but uh it went on for a lot longer than that yeah but with like beer you can true beer's food it, it, there's a bit of food in there i think i went there about almost a year that's like yeah what <laughs> there was a guy in australia who did this actually um he, he proved that you could live off beer he went and, for two and a half years right? two and a half years and he just had a few vitamin tablets i think and then just drank beer no food whatsoever um did he lose or gain weight um, but, um, uh, he got he got skinny, I, th- I believe. Uh, he probably yeah. got skinnier. There's no food. The beer diet. You're talking about this beer diet, right? Mm. Yeah. I had a friend try it with Guinness because they say Guinness is oh, like a yeah. meal. It's like 200, 250 calories or yeah. something like that. And, yeah. Uh, and this was in college where he we also went to class, except he didn't go to class. He <laughs> woke up fucked. in the morning and just he drank a six pack of Guinness a day, mm. and he went on this beer diet. But it just makes you lazy, lethargic, yeah. and, and you just don't want to do shit. How long did he stay on it for? I think he lasted a week. A week? And he but said... But he didn't... Yeah, nothing... I mean, he didn't die. No. But he was drunk every day. <laughs> but he was to- totally addicted <laughs> And he to didn't it. go to class, and he just basically sat in his room and drinking Guinness, and uh, he, he, he was pretty convinced that he, he could work. How is he doing now? Um, He's brain damaged. Yeah, but... <laughs> He did it for one week, so I mean, I'm sure we've all been on a we've been on a week bender in our life. You so know? he he, but did he go back? To, he started going back to class, and he did, he didn't ruin his life. No, he flunked out of college. Oh, he did. <laughs> you know what? I don't think he wanted to go to college. Anyway. I don't think he did either. That's the issue. No, yeah. well, but back to James, what you were saying. Well, there's this condition um, that the Japanese doctors um, identified where it's you know you die from a broken heart basically. Yes. I forget yeah. the name yeah. of the condition now. Um, but it's named after a certain type of Brocus puffer puff, puff, puff fish, and the way. Uh-huh. That, but, but yeah, apparently, and this guy probably died. It probably wasn't just the uh, the sang song, and the Mekong whiskey that killed him. It was probably the fact that he'd been turned over yeah. so dramatically mm. by a girl he loved on a subject he really wanted to help in. Mm. You know, he probably just has. Yeah, that's fucking tragic. It's horrible. Um, so, so what about this couple then? So the, cu- the couple so, so came over. We know they came over from the from the states. Right? So how how old? They're, I mean, they're elderly. And yeah, elderly. Six, how old are they? Sixties and seventies. That's I think. not that old. Not that old. No, I mean, but I mean, if if you're going to check out, but they, so this is like a death with dignity for them. Suicide pact. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 that'd be a good way to characterize. They had kids or what? Seventeen, seventy-five, and seventy. Seventy-five and seventy. Okay. Uh, well. It doesn't say if they survived by anyone, but. 
But do, 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 do you not think there could have been something nefarious? About a year ago, um, uh, I read an article that caught my attention about this couple um, that were in New York City that did uh, pretty much the same thing. Mm. Uh, they checked into a hotel, nice hotel, they, uh, and these people had money. They were both artists, actually, or maybe one's an art dealer and the other was, was, was a painter. And uh, uh, actually, there's like a Japanese American woman and, and her boyfriend. I think they were, they actually lived in Brooklyn, but they went to Manhattan, got in, got got a hotel room, and the they had and they you know what they weren't a couple. They were just like best friends. They were both single. Mm. Uh, but long story short, yeah, they um so. They killed themselves in the room. Uh, they they did it. I think um, I believe it was some plastic bag asphyxiation. They, or they, they yeah they're slightly more sophisticated. It was it was mm. a done deal. But what they did was they hung a sheet. So when you um, when the maid opens the door, there was just a, sh- a sheet drop like that was taped kind of or whatever to the imagine Thoughtful. to the, to the ceiling. Mm. There was just a block, and it said you know don't come in. Call the police. Mm. Um, uh, very sorry for, you know, uh, we don't mean to make you have a bad day. Here's a little something for you. And they left an envelope with like, get a $500 in it for the maid specifically. Um, and they were done. They was, you know, they had decided, I think that, uh, um, I, you know, they're, they, they just, uh, it's kind of a, um, Nick Drake kind of a thing. It was like, they were just Mm -hmm. done. They're like, look, you know, the world kind of sucks. I think it was right after Trump came into office which um i don't mean to go political on this but uh but there was just that's about the time it happened um yeah they're like we're, but, we're done so but, but what do you make to this couple right they, they've because I, I i think i said to you well they probably came here because you know they can have one last hurrah before they die and then they die and then you sort of said quite rightly james that well what about the the money that people are gonna have to pay to get them home and that all these all the shit that they're going to cause. They, there's a lots of I bullshit mean, that happens if, if if you die in a foreign country. Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean it's not it's not fair. Yeah, I think Jordan mentioned the the practicality. Was of it, it you, Jordan? Yeah. yeah, and um, I mean it go, weird. goes back to that story we had in South Africa about them moving their. Um, uh, what would happen in oh, South Africa? You, you, you'd, you'd have a lot of Zimbabwe's <sighs> would work in South Africa, yeah. and they would die there. Um, and it's really important for the Zimbabweans to uh, have their dead relatives buried back in the home country. Yeah. And it's extremely expensive to move the bodies um, across state lines. So Or across countries. Yeah, yeah across countries. Sorry, yeah, countries. So they would um, put these um, relatives in like a coach Yeah. once they're dead um, and pretend that they're living. So yeah. they'd put some makeup on them and stuff. And then have someone pick them up the other side. Yeah. Once the coach had gone across. The so check this out. A few days ago, I read this. There was a Canadian family that drove down. They went to fucking uh, Disney World in Florida. On yeah. a hol- they did a big ho- family holiday uh, in Disney World. And uh, on the way, I, I don't know if it was it was like on the last day that they were there, or on on the way, Grandma had a heart attack and died. And and this is a Canadian family. And they were like, they literally, they were like, fuck, what's this going to cost us? Like, so this is what they did. Uh, you guys can look, you can easily look it up right now. So they, uh, it just happened a few days ago. Um, so they left grandma just dead in the, uh, they were like in a station wagon, you know, the whole family. There may be even some young kids in there. It must have been kind of surreal, morbid for them. But they drove, they drove all the way, they drove back to Canada 
they were like, uh, they're like, we're not going to deal with like the American bullshit of having to deal because uh, there's costs involved. You know, you got to have yeah. a medical examiner and all this. All and then you've got to pay to tra- transport to have the body transported back across, you know, into a new new country. So when they got when they got to the uh, the border, the uh, uh, immigration officers they. They became aware. They were like, they're checking everybody's passports just, just to let them, you know, just you're crossing the border going back to Canada. And they're like, uh, is she okay? And then they realize she's dead, <laughs> right? And so they, uh, they're like, yeah, she's dead. They're like, she just died, and we just want to go home. So, um, <laughs> so they did some uh, – so that it was the f- first time this had ever happened in history. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, as, as far as I read, it had never happened before. So the Border Patrol uh, immigration people just went – they they were like they kind of like they called the boss and they they went to the rule books or the laws or whatever they're like well, there's nothing in there really that says you can't let a you know a dead body back go to go home right so they let him go they just let him go across the border but uh, I thought it was really that is wow. oh, that would traumatize me if I was what if you was your ram- kid, yeah. grandma passed she away and she's dead grandma yeah, grandma like, grandma's oh, yeah for keep, like keep, keep grandma straight back there <laughs> pick her head up make her look make you make could, her look like uh you know i would get some bungee cords or something just to kind of yeah, keep, right, yeah. keep her keep her upright or, or gra- grandma's cheering gra- gra- <laughs> <laughs> make her arms like this. Oh grandma, grandma, grandma's just sleeping well it's you know two days <laughs> who the hell sleeps Christ. for two days <laughs> somebody's so, yeah there's, some, there's so, so what's the business where we're going to start then that the, you can okay, come to so thailand so, and oh, die oh yeah 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 so suicide tourism because uh, you have dark tourism already, um, yeah. where you, you have like tour agents, shady tour agents who send people to like war conflict zones, um, but you also have a, a lot of people who go on holiday specifically to kill themselves. Yeah, and in my well, they could go to a war zone and just run into the run into the yeah. into a firefight. That would be the one. Yeah, the I, that's how well. I would want to go. By the way, that's how I'd go out. Yeah, yeah. Or my other idea is, um, I was going. This is this is this is one of my plans at one point. I was just gonna have a just a bucket of meat and blood, and uh, just walk out into the ocean and just dump it on myself and uh, be eaten by sharks. That was my a sea That's burial. a horrible way to go. I would man. love to be eaten by sharks. That is terrifying for me. It's just that's. I mean, you just, but what if they just rip your cock off and left leg and then? Oh, you... That's true. I hope they finish me. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be. Because sometimes they have a little exploratory nibble and then they then they fuck off. Yeah, I was, I, was re- I was reading something about um, some woman recently who tried to commit suicide and uh, she keeps trying it. She keeps failing. It's like it's her ninth or tenth time now, and she's trying it with drugs. Right? Jesus, and, I mean, and, you and, already and, feel and, like a failure. And exactly, and the human body's really can't even resilient. Do that right? It's like I can't even do this right. Yeah. I can't even kill myself right. I, I the, yeah, I've had that. I've uh, that's a dark story. I've had that problem, kind of. Yeah, but so people think that, I, I guess the whole, the tourism angle is, okay, if we m- remove ourselves from the people around us who, you know, love us or hate True, us or whatever. yeah, you don't want to wanna be a, a burden on the family. To, go to a quiet place, go yeah. to a hotel and just get the then job they've got done. to fly you home, though. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Which, I, think you, you can, I think that there's got to be some sort of contract or a form that says, um, I want to be cremated at yeah, a temple yeah. in Thailand. Well, that's where the tour agent comes in. Yeah. Right? Because you can do that. I've I've had friends done for uh, yeah. I've been here for a long time. I've uh, unfortunately I've had several friends who who died here and that were cremated, and then it was just their ashes. Um, yeah, sadly yeah. enough. But but back on. I think we could. I think we should open up a uh, the suicide tour agency. 
yeah. Dark, what should we call dark, it? Dark tourism. Um, um, oh. Su- Suit tie. Final exit. How, I, I would <laughs> I would incorporate some some death with dignity into the title oh, somehow. Yeah. There's that place in Sweden, isn't it, called Dignitas or something, that where you can go and die. Yeah, and also uh, so you could have a cloud service as well where they could like upload all ooh. the stuff. Death, uh, Deathcloud.com, right? <laughs> Deathcloud. <laughs> uh, that sounds ominous. A death in the land of smiles. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Smile. Yeah. smile. Uh, die with a smile. <laughs> Happy endings. <laughs> Happy endings. <laughs> hey! Wow. You fucking nailed it. Dude. <laughs> okay. We're in business. <laughs> we are in hey, business. You're going to Thailand. Fucking I mean, genius. it fits, fits the bill, doesn't it? <laughs> wow. Happy endings. That's going to be the name of the film. Yeah. <laughs> So what what other stuff have you worked on, uh, Richie? You've you've done. Um, didn't you work on Hangover? I did. I, I worked on the Hangover Part Two um, yeah. and uh, on Hangover Part Three. I did um, uh, Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. Wow. I, I did. Uh, I did a film called No Escape with uh, Pierce Brosnan and Owen Wilson, which was uh, yeah. Um, Marco Polo on Netflix. Uh. I did Fallen with the. Which I was a kid. I was really young with uh, Denzel Washington. It was a film called Fallen. Uh, Who's the most famous person you've ever met? Like Tom mm, Cruise? Like someone like? Did you meet Tom Cruise when you did the mission? Uh, yeah, but he. he long story. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Nicholas Cage. I did Bangkok Dangerous. Oh, I Nick love Cage. Nicholas Cage. Oh, well, who was the British actor? Um, uh, Vinny Vinny Jones. Oh, I love Vinny. Vinny liked to drink B fifty twos. Apparently, he's great. It was a uh, well. Uh, actually, I think it was uh, uh, Jagermeister. Jagermeister. Jager bombs. Jager bombs. Man, that yeah. guy. What oh, a great Vinny's. guy! Though he would buy he would buy a whole round of drinks. He's an institute. Every night after work, he would he would just he would buy the whole crew drinks at the pub. What, what was, a great guy! What was he here filming? It was called Mis- the Mysterious Island. He was, did a lot of movies. Yeah. He's got a lot of credits. Oh as yeah. Vinny. But then recently, B movies. <laughs> some of them, right? Recently, I just did uh, a film called uh, Sergio, ne- uh, Netflix film Sergio, with a. Uh, 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 it's. Uh, it's it's a based on a true story about Sergio Javier de Mello, and uh, it was uh, an incredible film. And you're the kind with with Va- Wagner Maura was the uh, who played Sergio. Who's uh, Sergio? What tell, tell uh, me. Uh, uh, Sergio? It, it, he's a, a real man. It's a true story. He was the High Commissioner for Human Rights uh, with the at, at the UN. And he had been, since he was about 20 years old, uh, he had negotiated conflict resolution in almost every single war uh, that happened on this planet for about 20 years. Mm. And he was uh, very instrumental in uh, helping literally millions of families, not just millions of people, but millions of families to, uh, to have to have peace and to be able to go home um, oh, and to uh, cool. to end wars. And he was an absolutely incredible human being who ha- wasn't without his faults. He um, One of the bigger through lines in the story is that he, he was so dedicated to his mission that he neglected his, his, his life. Uh, he neglected his personal life and his mm-hmm. family and his, his kids. Um, so there's some parallels there that i could see were that uh, pitfalls for us as mm-hmm. filmmakers and artists where we uh 
you know, you're dedicated to your craft um, or to to your mission. And meanwhile, your uh, your role as a father, as a partner, um, and as a as a friend, you know, back back wherever you call home is uh, goes out the window. Kind of compromised, but mm. it, it's it's kind of a it's a it's a lose lose win win situation, you know. Mm. But it seems but, there seems to be stages in life, Richie. Uh, Apologise me for, for butting in, but there seems to be like this twenties, thirties, early forties stage where you're kind of slaying the dragon, yeah. right? Where you're going out and getting what you really want professionally, yeah. uh, career-wise, um, artistically. Um, you really your your focus is on doing uh, something that you think will be remembered. Um, but yeah. then there's this second stage. Where, which we call the kind of, you know, rescuing the maiden kind of stage yeah. where you kind of calm down and then you have the family kind of life and yeah. stuff like that. Um, well, I think that was a real tragedy with, 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 with Sergio is because people, he, he had just, well, he had just decided to turn the corner. Yes. And to focus on, yep. to focus on family. And uh, tragically, he was murdered with a truck bomb in Iraq in 2003. Right. Uh, um, it was ultimately al-qaeda and bin laden that uh that did it but there's uh, there's a little there's a little bit of debate about uh, maybe could have been uh anyway i don't well, let's not talk about that too much but mm-hmm. it could have been american forces that either you know they kind of dropped their guard and let it happen because he was being uh he, he wasn't going along with the, the line yeah with the company line yeah so uh, but what a massive loss and a tragedy and a, just a true human, a, tr- a hero who I admire so much as a real man. It, to make that film was so heavy and intense, man, every day. Uh, and um, but yeah, you're right. He was he was a, he was about to turn the corner into, in, you know, just he had slayed. Yeah. yeah, he had slayed the dragons, and he was a, he was ready to to just be in love and to be a partner and have a family and. Uh, and uh, classic story. That's a classic yeah. arc, though, isn't it? In a story that you know, and it's a true. It's yeah. a true story about a true hero who died not so long ago. Um, so uh, it's emotionally, man. It's to be to me making these films. I didn't write or direct. I mean, I, I was a. I'm a camera operator and second unit director of photography on that project. But wow, it was just so heavy, man. Just those are some of the just those are hard days to get through. And and your ex, the expectations for me, uh, for what I do as a camera operator, as a cinematographer, are incredibly high. I'm not really allowed to be emotionally distracted. I mean, I have to be, I have to be a perfect bulletproof ninja at work. So it's it's a, uh, and then um, you get, there's a button somewhere you can just turn on, you can just switch off, you know, and go numb. But when we look at the early stages of your your career, Richie, stuff like P, the Possessed, mm-hmm. um, oh the ghost story, the right. beautiful um, cinematography in that film, particularly up country and down here in Bangkok. Thank you. Um, it's a, it's a lovely picture, and you were, you were really quite young when you made that, right? I was. I was like th- I was like th- I wasn't. I was like twenty nine. I think you were in your twenties. Yeah, uh, twenty eight, twenty nine. Uh, written and directed by um, Paul. Yeah, Paul Spurrier. Yeah. Uh, well, well, can I ask you a question? You know when uh, famous international movies come through, like The Hangover and uh, whatever else, uh, Mission Impossible, all that kind of stuff, are, are they are they uh, quite fair in hiring 
local talent, Thai talent. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. We have an amazing uh, Thai international crew that uh, mm. that um, I we've been developing. I mean, the team that we have now, we've all we've all kind of grown up together. We've been developing this team for almost twenty years, mm. and so yeah, a majority of the team is Thai. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens is uh, these you know these big projects will they'll hire uh, what we call a production service company and then that production service company will uh will say we have these are the crew you have to choose from so um i you know uh, you know i'm i'm uh, an american cameraman uh who uh speaks fluent thai and i have uh i have a thai team well you know I will, yeah i have a, a thai team that gives me fantastic support i would i wouldn't have accomplished what I've accomplished without them. Absolutely. That's cool. So, um, but they, you know, I'll be basically, I'll be on a roster and then the, the filmmakers, uh, you know, ultimately like the bosses, the, the director, cinematographer, the producers, then they'll, uh, you know, they'll approach me and we'll have a conversation and then they, they may or may not decide that I'm the right person for the project. Mm -hmm. But, um, I've been able to, uh, I've been very lucky to be a part of huge, projects very prestigious yeah, it sounds like you're the go-to projects. man when the the big guns come through thailand it sounds like I ha- yeah i've been i've been really fortunate and um yeah. and well, I've, it's, I've, well it's part fortune but part oh it's hard work skill yeah. as well right yeah, you gotta, i mean yeah. come on it's not all luck is it it's yeah you're not yeah you can't you can't not be perfect yeah. <laughs> it's hard those oh. are some hard days oh. man just like yeah. uh wow I love it though. I I fucking love it. I would. Mm. I can't imagine a different life. I mean, I I I would love to work on creative things in my day job. I mean, it's unfortunate I can't do that at the moment. But I mean, it must be good. What, wasn't there a f- in in Hangover? Yeah. There was a famous lady boy, right? That that, that worked in that movie. A really quite famous act. act Yes, 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 yes. But I, I, I was a, I was the A camera operator on the action unit, so I didn't. Right. I spent very little time with the drama unit, so that right. um, I didn't. I personally didn't have any experience with her. But yeah, she's she's quite well known. Mm. Uh, that, that, I like that though that they come through and they find the local talent and they do the. I think that's that's important that you know the local sort of stuff is. Yeah, I think that nourished. if they're if they're really clever, then they know that they they. Um, if they incorporate, you know, when they incorporate the, the the local talent and culture into their project, their project will benefit. Yeah, exactly. But if they come in and they're like, you know, look, we're gonna do we're gonna do exactly whatever the fuck we want, and uh, you know, it's not about Thailand, then um, mm. uh, it's uh, I mean, a lot of projects come through and do that, but uh, and I, I don't think they do as as well as they could. Mm. So it's good to uh, to embrace the the local uh, I, talent and power. I want to go back to the border town. Oh, border town. Yeah. Are we done talking about the suicide? Uh, that, that is a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Pete, yeah. it's Come a on, big decision to make. Well, the more so, we talked about it, I actually I actually, actually grew more agree with you guys that that could be a possibility that they came here to die. At first, yeah. I was like, it's fucking bullshit. There's no way that people come to all the way halfway across the world to die. But then, why not? Well, well my, maybe are they less of a I mean I'd like to see some of the details. Maybe maybe they felt like they would be less of, less of a burden on the family. Mm. And yeah. it's like, you that's, know, that's that's one that that, yeah. that that changed me there. But like, then, I mean life is life is so precious. I mean, all, uh, and if you know 
if you know these are your you know the, the last moments of your life it'd be it'd be nice i mean what a luxury would it be, it would be to be able to go okay this is less you know to kind of to choose what those last moments yeah. and last you love thailand already have. you've been to thailand a few times you love chiang mai and you think right this is where we're going to end it we're going to go there mm. that, i mean that's a that's a that's a real luxury that, mm. that few have I wonder if there's some kind of like financial uh, motive as well. If if uh, the venue of your death um, is some it, it, it is 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 uh, is some part of the calculation of what uh, death taxes you pay as well. Because you know if, True, you, yeah. if you if you die in the UK, fifty percent of everything you own. That's right. Yeah. I mean, if that goes really? to the state Jesus. immediately. Really bad. Death tax. Um, but I think is that why you're here? Yeah, I come here to die <laughs> slowly, really slowly, <laughs> death by a thousand. Oh man! But you, prob- you probably thoughts. have to be a citizen of that country. That's the thing. So where were they uh, from? Uh, the the couple? They were from the US somewhere. I think. I think so. Yeah. Although the, the names were distinctly European. Why didn't they just go to Florida? So many people die there. Mm. I don't know. I, I'll have to find the, the story again, James. But it sounded a little more like European. Oh my god! Spe- okay. So do you guys have you guys ever been to the the crocodile farms? I have, yeah. yeah. In Nakhon so, I was there so, uh, a few, I was shooting about some, two months ago. Some travel documentary or something a long time ago. And uh, I, don't, I don't know, maybe you guys have spoken about this before, but there's this, uh, you know, there's this, there, there's this bridge that you go over this big alligator pond, man. And there are, uh, I mean, there's hundreds of hungry alligators down there. And um, uh, what you can do is you, you can pay to, like, feed them some raw chicken carcasses and stuff. But I noticed I was trying to get it. I was I was shooting it and was trying to find a place to to, to film from, and uh, so the bridge has this fence that like uh, curves back over the over the bridge, right? So it's like it's not just a fence, like a straight up fence, but it's like this fence that curves, you know. So, so you, they can't crawl it's in, up. yeah, it's impossible. It would be impossible to climb up mm-hmm. and over. And and I said, uh, I was like, what's what's the story with this, like with the fence, and. Uh, the answer I got, which is a true story, a fucking chilling true story, is there was this there was a, a Thai young Thai woman uh, who was very brokenhearted. Her uh, boyfriend had been cheating on her and broke up with her, and she went to this crocodile farm, and she fucking climbed. Actually, I don't even know if there was a fence there. She jumped in there, man. Oh man. Uh, she jumped in there, alive, and was torn to shreds by hungry alligators. Uh, and when I when I heard that, I was like, and I'd only been in Thailand for a couple of years at that point. And I had a, I had a Thai girlfriend. I was like, oh my fucking god! Imagine, because I mean, this is a true story. So I mean, imagine how does that guy feel? He broke her her heart yeah. that much. If you break up with a woman and two, two months later you find out she's death by crocodile. She's by, by alligator, yeah. Because of free. you. Yeah. See you later, alligator. <laughs> Indeed, sir. <laughs> I, but it, I, I mean, just hearing that story, change, it, it made me take their hearts even more seriously. You know, that, in, in a wild crocodile. But there was also a, a, a bear pit. <laughs> There was a there was a bear pit footage uh, recently on the net, wasn't there? Some guy that fell into a fucking bear. Where? Pit. In Thailand? It was in Thailand somewhere, or or maybe China. Maybe he threw himself into a bear pit. Oh, no, I think he fell in. Oh, he fell in. He fell That's in. not the accident. same. But 
Well, it's the same when they're have, killing have, you. Have you ever seen the one in, I think it's Japan or China, when the couple are arguing and the wife... the, the, the Basically, oh, there's a man and a woman in a car. The wife jumps out of the car. Oh, God. They're arguing it. And the, and the husband runs around the car together. Meanwhile, the, the, the tiger comes in and zaps her and he comes back, like jumps back into the car. Yeah. No way. That's fucked up. I, I saw one out. where there was a daughter that got out. It might the, have been a The daughter. tiger came to grab the daughter. That, it could have been that one. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, daddy runs around, and then and then mom jumps out to help also. And then the that tiger and the tiger, it, yeah. and the tiger grabbed mommy and just whoop, gone. Yeah, yeah. That was it. He saved That's his daughter, it. but then mom's dead. Eaten well. by a tiger. That's <laughs> uh, kind of kind of funny we start talking about that. I always say it's always funny. I was watching about the, the, the how the, the tigers were eating people on that railroad in, in Africa, South Africa, I think mm. it was. Oh, right, yeah. They were pulling people out of the tents. They yeah. Had, they had to be lions. And they Man, hired some... Man-eaters. Were they lions? Hunters, right, to go Lions, in. yeah. Probably would have been lions, yeah. Yeah, it was lions. They were ripping them out of their tents, and they ate, like, ten people or something like yeah, that. Yeah, wasn't that a Mel Gibson? No. It was wasn't a movie. A movie. There was yeah. a movie, yeah. The ghost. Once they get a, the they ghost, get a taste for people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was fucked. And I started looking into it a little oh, bit fuck. about how, you know, like, why do, you know, what, 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 what the humans, what, do they prefer the taste of humans? And they actually say that humans' blood is actually salty. Mm. So they, so <laughs> if they, they could get accustomed, they could get accustomed to that taste. And actually, I think it's a, it's a flavor, yeah. Yeah. So guys, I, I got hired to do this, uh, some TV commercial. Uh, and I had to, I had to shoot, they're, they're like, Richie, you have to, um. You're, you're going to be filming with a tiger, and you, uh, you have to be in the cage with the tiger. And uh, I, I was born Year of the Tiger. I'm very, you know, like, I feel like I have an affinity with tigers. Like, uh, I'm cool with tigers. I was like, awesome, cool. Um, and uh, they're like, okay, so uh, you're going to have, they're like, don't worry. It's going to be totally safe. You know, you're going to have, uh, you're going to have a, a, a Kevlar vest, you know, bulletproof vest and stuff. And there's a trainer there, and the trainer has these snipers, you know, with um, well, they have they have rifles with uh, tranquilizer tranquilizer darts, darts. Mm. and so it's gonna be totally safe. It's totally safe. I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, well, cool, you know, cool, cool gig. So, um, and this is uh, somewhere halfway to patio, whatever. There's a tiger park there. So, uh, you know, it's just like any day you show up to work, you know, you get there at whatever fucking it's like five thirty in the morning, looking for coffee. And uh, time you know you got to start setting up, and I'm like, oh yeah, shit, I'm shoot, I'm shooting a tiger today, and then uh, um, so uh, I I start doing my thing. You're setting up lights and camera, and then the the trainer guy comes over. He goes, okay, he's like, okay, we need to talk, okay, about safety. So you're going to be in there. I was the only member of the crew that was going to be you know in there. I'm on the camera. Um, so um, he's like, okay, you need to wear this vest, and he gives me up this bulletproof vest, and uh, it's just simple. Just Kevlar vest, uh, but then he's the one he's wearing um, has this nice big collar on it, How like does it go for your neck, to right? protect his neck, right? And I'm like, um, can I have the one jugular. of? <laughs> I go, uh, uh, why do you, like I want one of those? He goes, oh, we just we just have this one. Uh, it's a cost exercise, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he goes, okay, so, and then he goes, like, okay, so, uh, he goes, okay, and and meanwhile, you know, I'm 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 thinking about work, you know, you're making a film, whatever, you think about lots of other stuff. He goes, okay, pay attention, listen. He goes, so if, if anything bad happens, like if the tiger goes for you, what you need to do is um, you want to interlace your fingers behind your neck, right? And so you're, um, and then keep your, 
so you're but, but I know that if, yes. for the listeners out there yeah. you've got your up uh, you interlaced your fingers behind your neck and then you brought your elbows together you in expand, front of you you expand yourself so you, don't you isn't that what you do uh, no this is what you no, do no he's talking so about you, protecting his jugular because oh, of your neck so the, the what you're doing here? So I did it. He goes, "Do it like this," and I, I I did it. And he goes, "No, nope, you gotta do it tighter." And he's like, mm. he's making me. I'm like, you're, "It's where you're you're pushing your hands together, so so fucking tight." Like, I mean, it's kind of painful and awkward. And then uh, doing that, and uh, he said, "You just uh, and you know just do that and roll up into a ball, you know." And uh, you know the tiger, he might, you know, he's not gonna if you if you do that, he pro you know he won't be able. to to ki- he won't be able to get your jugular. You know, he might be able to do some other damage. And and then also, and so I'm in this big. It's a big uh, fenced-in area. It's probably let's just say it's a uh, like ten meters squared, right? And then, and then there's a movie set in the middle of that. And then they have this old car there. And he said, okay, there's a car over here. Uh, he said, uh, if you know, if the tiger comes at you, and uh, just run. He goes, just jump in the car. That we have parked here is a safety car. It was kind of far away too. It was like you know, it was like a. <laughs> it, I was like, "Can we move the car closer?" He goes, "No, this is fine." And um, and so he goes, and so I go, okay, I go, and then I'm like, okay, I'm, you got to think about the shit because still you're you're thinking about making a movie or whatever the scene is. But then I'm like, okay, well, wait a second, I need to not die today. So um, I'm like, okay, so where are the other guys and where's the guys with the rifles? And he's like, I have a Glock. You know he's got he's got a a, a, a pistol, a, a pocket Glock. He's got a pistol on his on his hip, but his trainers don't have. I don't see any fucking uh, tranquilizer guns anywhere. And like I was told by the producer, um, he said, "No, I've got this. If anything bad happens," and uh, and that's when I realized the bulletproof vest is for when it's oh, right. it's for me. That's it, that's a fucked up thing to realize. I'm like, oh shit. The reason we're in a bulletproof vest is because. He's going to just open fire on the tiger when the tiger's on me, mm. and he's putting the vest on me so in case he shoots me, I maybe won't die when he's killing the tiger. So that crosses my mind, and I didn't want to talk about it or think about it, but you know, when you're paying attention to shit, you realize I, I went, fuck me. Okay. Mm. And then, and then, uh, so the, the car's there, right? And um, so I went, okay, and I walk up to the car, I opened the door. This is like right before they're letting the tiger into the cage area where we're shooting. So I opened the door of the car, and I went, okay, so so if I run to it, the door's open already, um, yeah, and then I'll jump in. So um, so then I, I went, then I go to the I go to the camera, and they're like, okay, we're gonna let the tiger in now. Um, and one of the trainer guys, which is the I call them the bucket of chicken guys, because they've got a bucket of chicken with like some like a stick. Where they have pieces of chicken on the end of it. That's where they lead the tiger around and they, they're throwing him uh, some fucking chicken. But these guys aren't armed and, you know, these are just some lackeys. And uh, one of these fuckers, and I'm looking, he closes the goddamn car door. And I go, whoa, whoa, wait, wait. I'm like, I'm like, don't fucking close the door, dude. Um, and they, and they, were, they had let the tiger in already. So the tiger's back there. I had already spent a little time, you know, getting to know the tiger while he was in the, you know, in the cage. So um, I go, don't fuck. I'm like, leave the fucking door open. And uh, so I go back to the door, which is kind of a long. It's like a 15 meter walk or whatever that is, ish. I don't know. Is that right? No, I don't know meters. It's like fucking 40 feet away from me. And um, 
I go and I open the car door again, and I'm like, don't fucking close the door, dude. That's where I'm going to run to. If I have to stop and open the door, and I'm imagining, I have to open the door. That's when the tiger gets me, Mm. you know. But I will jump in and pull the door closed behind me, and maybe I'll, you know, fucking catch the tiger's head in the door for a second or whatever, worst case scenario. So um, I go back to the camera, and I'm like, oh, all right. And I look, and the fucking guy closed the door again of the car. And I'm like, what do you I like, this is just basic common sense, right? Yeah. Why would you fucking leave the door open? Like, that just, I was just like, God damn it. Uh, these guys are supposed to make sure that I don't die today. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and also, I'm just, so then what I did was I, um, I, uh, I, w- I said, I- I'm not quite ready yet. So what I did was I took these lighting, uh, like a, a big canvas flat, like a, let's say, it's like a, a 12 feet by 12 feet. It's a, it's a frame with a like white canvas. So I set those up around the camera, right? So the, the tiger would have to, I mean, it'd be, it, you know, I kind of built a barrier around me, even though I didn't, I didn't need to use it for lighting, but it was just to fucking, you know, so the, the tiger would have to run around it to get to me, and I'd have a moment to run away. I mean, long story short, nothing bad happened. The tiger did go, have a go at me, uh, but the the, uh, the trainer was able to stop it, and the tiger was the tiger got into a really bad mood um, because we were asking the tiger to do shit that tigers don't normally do. And this do. was an undrugged tiger, of course, because they use, in the tiger temples here, they... Often shoot them with like morphine and nah, stuff. Nah, he wasn't. So I don't. Like, he wasn't sedated, but he got grumpy. Yeah. He got grumpy, and basically, you know, I had this list of things that the director wanted me because I was the second unit director and the DP on this. So uh, they had this long list of performance they wanted me to get out of the out of the tiger, you know. And uh, these people fucking milk it always. So really, if I just gave them, you know, fucking probably. The, the like the first two things that I accomplished off the list that's probably really what they needed, but they they gave me this this very long list and I'm very stubborn and it's like this is my mission I have to accomplish it so I I kept trying and, and I, I I I got through a lot of it until the trainer said um uh I think we're done this tiger is done I've never seen him this uh, tired and angry and um you know he's he's been on a lot of film sets and uh, he's uh no one's ever pushed him this far and i said okay we're done i'm like that's a wrap guys <laughs> and then, uh, anyway you know when I, i've heard that when tigers like bite you on the jugular that they can sense in the teeth the uh the pulse of your of your um i bet yeah uh of your veins basically so they know when when they sort of bite you on the neck and they're doing exploratory bites they know exactly where to like put the put the what they call them, the fangs, basically, yeah, to like sink into your teeth. Yeah, okay, they go to the back. They go to the back of your neck because they're so their teeth go into the jugular, mm. but and then they just shake you to break your neck. Mm. You know, I've been oh, on like these a rag doll. on, on, foot, on foot safaris, and they always, you know, in in India and Nepal, and they always say like the, the tiger's like really quite shy and it doesn't want to attack you. Uh, but sometimes they do. They get old. They can't hunt so well, and uh, they will attack you in the wild. They're and good then, at then, it. Then I was researching a um, a screenplay for for a book called Spider Boys, set in Singapore. These street kids would have these fights with spiders, and uh, that's how they make money back in the nineteen fifties when there wasn't a lot of money back in with uh, spiders in Singapore. Yeah, they would fi- they'd have these spider fights. They'd have the spider. Oh, so like my spider against your spider. Yeah, yeah. We've like like a, like a cockfight with spiders. Yeah, like a hundred 
hundred dollar like kind of uh, prize for like the okay. spider. Anyway, there was a there was a passage in the book. One old guy, Singaporean, was telling uh, the rest of the younger kids, the boys, what to do if they're traveling in the jungle. He said to carry an umbrella. Mm. He said if you carry an umbrella, and if you see a tiger and you suddenly open the umbrella. You've increased the size of your body mass. That makes sense, yeah. And the tiger, the tiger gets scared, and they're quite scaredy creatures, so huh. the tiger will just run away. Yeah. So this old boy, um, this old uh, Singaporean Malaysian guy, um, used to walk across the jungle with a fucking umbrella just for that reason, yeah. to scare away the tigers. Another trick, wear a mask on the back of your head. Have you heard about this? Ah, yeah. They do this in in, in, these Indian farmers that are kind of on the edge of, you know, civilization where they're, um, uh, because what happens is is a tiger will see your face and then circle because they always attack from the back. Yeah, yeah. So then they circle around and then they see if you've got a mask on the back of your head, then they're like, oh, and then they just keep on circling. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was, when I learned that, I was like, fuck, that's fascinating. That makes sense too. Two faces and an umbrella. That's, that's what you need. Well, I was actually reading up on, uh, again, on this tiger thing. I go on these weird tangents where I just research or I, I look into something. Yeah. And uh, it was looking at, again, the tiger or the lions. And, and they, they said that they like eating humans, especially like you mentioned, when they, when you, when they get older. Because there's, humans are such easy prey. Huh, that's compared great, to, compared yeah. to uh, We're boring. gazelles and things <laughs> like that, they run fast. And mm. zebras, they run a lot faster yeah, than humans. Sluffish, yeah. yeah, but we're only ha- we're only on two 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 feet. You know what I mean? And uh, really, just one direction or something. We don't we can't do a bunch of like yeah. weird, crazy acrobatic things. So they 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 look at humans as easy prey. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we like the can of tuna left at the back of the shed. Yeah, really. <laughs> you don't really we're want like to a- touch it. <laughs> You don't want to open it unless you really... Uh, We're like the, the ham and cheese toasty at 7-Eleven. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't really, you don't really want to eat it, but if you've got a fucking... If there's nothing else, uh, <laughs> you're going to fucking have it. Yeah. Look, that's another 44 minutes we've done there. So it's wow. like an hour and 50, an hour and 40 Dang. now. Do we cover death, suicide, um, filmmaking, yeah. cave dwelling? Um, um, I think... the. F- Oh, the first half of the show was fucking gold, man. And the second half was great as well, but the first half, I just loved it so much. That was good fun, So guys. much emotion, man. It was really cool. Uh, I mean, have you got anything else you want to go through, James? No, no, not at all. I'm, I'm happy to go. We're, 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 we should say we're in the check-in 99. Yeah, we're in yeah. check-in 99. Um, very yeah, diligent of you. Very, very uh, um, humble. Uh, there's some lovely There's some lovely jazz going on here tonight. That's a great Sundays. club down there. Sunday's yeah. got some really nice people down there, you know, musicians and artists alike. And we're making a documentary about the old check-in, 99. We shot uh, awesome. some film back in 2016. Um, it's tricky to do this because I'm very FOMO. And it looks yeah. like it looks like a, a great night down there. And mm. I feel like I'm missing out on something. We should probably go and check it out just for one Let's bit. Let's go for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Just, just for one bit. And then we'll come back and do an hour on a jazz. So, Richie, if people want to get hold of you, uh, what, what are you promoting? What, what do you want people to see? Where do you want people to go to? Uh, I would say check out um, Who's Watching Oliver. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to check that out personally. Yeah. And uh, I guess my Instagram is... Uh, uh, oh, you got Instagram. I think it's it's just Richie Film R I C H I E F I L M, and uh, yeah, 
Facebook, whatever, blah, 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 Richie Moore. Richie Film. Yeah, Richie Film. Got you. Nice yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Me. Oh, nice. Oh, you look handsome there, mate. Oh, thank you. Lovely. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. a cameraman, so I, I'm able to uh, kind of... Select the right angles. Yeah. Beautiful. So Thank uh, you guys so much, by the way. This is good fun. Yeah. So that's it. Instagram and uh, who's watching Oliver? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, Jimmy. Who's watching Oliver? Available on Amazon and all good... Uh, it's on all kinds of platforms. Remember, remember we want to go to iTunes, iTunes right? The iTunes, iTunes is, is the, the better one. Yeah, I think iTunes will we, we'll, we'll make a little money. Okay. Yeah. Jordan? Who's watching Oliver on iTunes? Yep, I will be. I will. I will <laughs> definitely be watching that one. And uh, I, all of us here would like to thank you for coming, coming out. And, uh, My pleasure, guys. It's a, it's an honor. Great. It's been good yeah. fun. Thanks so much, Richard. Really? I look forward fun. to coming back. I, I, Please, maybe I'll be a regular. Hey, what are you doing next week? Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to be back here. <laughs> back with you. Yeah. I've got Listen, more stories man. to tell. You're always welcome because uh, we need we need cool guests. Yeah. Awesome, well, guys. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to really drag this out you can find us on Facebook at The Strange Life alright kids Here strangers till next week uh, see you again bye 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 cheers
icons, shoot the icons, fuck the icons. Icons should be icons, shoot the icons, fuck the icons. Icons should be icons, shoot the icons, fuck the icons. Icons should be icons, shoot the icons, fuck the icons. Icons should be icons, shoot the icons, fuck the icons.